You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Today we have such a special treat for our listeners. Um, If you were following us early in this process, one of the first guests we had was our own, as we endearly call him, Uncle Johnny. And so Johnny is back today with one of his stories. We know it's going to be fun. It's going to be real. It's going to be hilarious. And so we're just going to give him the floor and let him do his thing. Johnny, say hi to our listeners. Hey, how's everybody doing this morning? Or afternoon, depending on where you're at. Go ahead. You can just go ahead and jump in. A while back, I posted on Facebook which um, NBA player, past or present, would you want to play one-on-one? And I actually played uh, Craig Hodges. Um, he was on the Bulls. At, was he still on the Bulls? He might have been at the time. He was, we used to play uh, pickup games. And he came up to the gym, and I was a shooter. I could shoot, had no problem with shooting. He was trying to tell me to adjust my shot. And it got into a little back and forth with him. So we start shooting three-pointers. I beat Craig 10 to 7. Uh, I beat Craig uh, I beat Craig 10 to 7. He said it was luck because his arm was hurting or hand was hurting. So we played one-on-one. Um, first time I got the ball, I drove by him. I didn't, throw, I didn't think it was that easy. My brother tells me to do it again. Come to find out, Craig never played defense. So I beat him again. And um, that's my that's my I beat an NBA player one on one story. So so tell us a, a little like logistic about this game. Like, how were you able to beat this guy, professional athlete, twice? Like, what did you do in the game? Um, the first time it was, he said his arm was hurt. We were shooting three pointers. Granted, I had won two three point contests at Oakwood. I came in second in a three point contest in the city in Chicago. And we used to play pickup ball at Marquette Park on uh, Sunday mornings. And he comes up there thinking he should play right away. He's telling people how to adjust their shots, and I didn't want to hear it. So I said, let's go. I said, let's go. And I actually thought he was going to crush me, but um, he did not. And I told him, you're not as good as I thought you were. And he didn't like that. And I've seen him since then. He refuses to speak. So you mean to tell me how long ago was this? Like how many years ago was this? Oh, God. This was... I want to say 94, 95. And this dude's still holding a grudge, huh? He's still holding a grudge. He, uh, I was on this other uh, podcast called All Ball Chicago. And he's still bitter about a lot of stuff. 
Um, he wasn't in the, he's still upset he wasn't in the last dance video. But if you look at that, Craig Hodges did not play a, he didn't play a role in those championship runs. I think he was on one championship team and he didn't play. There was a thing, uh, he was in the locker room trying to get tickets. I was working for um, Pippen at the time. He was trying to get tickets. And Michael told him, why you want tickets when, when all you're going to do is sit the bench? Your family can come over to your house and see that. Oh, my gosh. MJ <laughs> the Savage. <laughs> I mean, he wanted all these tickets, and he didn't really didn't need them. That's crazy. And so it all comes full circle. So just for some background for our listeners, um, when Johnny came on our show the first time, that was actually kind of in the midst of when The Last Dance was running. Yes. And Johnny gave us um, some really good insight about working with Scottie Pippen at Scotty Pippen at the time, like during those both championships teams and the issues they had. And one of the things that came up in that interview was, it's funny to hear you say today that Craig Hodges was upset that he wasn't a part of the last dance. And in your last interview, you said, um, you know, Scotty Pippen just kind of behind the scenes was like real goofy. So it seemed like outside of MJ, he was just surrounded by a cast of, interesting he was i mean everybody i grew up in a family of 10 i have six older brothers three older sisters we all had our own personalities and that was the bulls if you look at the last dance video you never see them uh hanging out together they did not they did not none of them hung out together Mike had his set of friends. Scotty had his set of set of friends. Um, Horace had his set. Horace and Scotty probably hung out the most, but Mike, quite as was kept, Mike's best friend on that team was Scott Burrell. He didn't really talk to anybody else. That's interesting. So I guess what we can learn um, ultimately from this story and the last one is if you're not mentioned on the last dance, players are going to get mad. If you are mentioned and highlighted on the last dance like Scotty was, they're still going to get mad. So no, yeah. so no matter what, um, it's always going to be a problem with <laughs> what MJ does or does not do when it comes to the Bulls. And, and everybody was trying to figure out who the snitch was. It was Horace. Mm. Snitch of what? Horace, if they had a team meeting, they had this little sneaky reporter named Sam Smith. If they had a closed-door meeting, Sam Smith knew what was happening in that meeting five minutes after the meeting was over. You look at these young guys, you look at um, all the guys that play with Michael, most of them still have their money. But a lot of these young guys are broke. Now, a lot of the guys that play with them are broke. A lot of these young guys are going broke, but nobody's talking to them about their finances. Hmm. 
I mean, you can't have four kids in college and think, you know, you're going to be a millionaire one day. No, that's not going to happen. So uh, kind of back to the, the, the Craig Hodges situation, him and Michael have a beef, right? Because Craig Hodges is very critical of Michael not being as socially vocal as he felt. Or was it deeper than that? It was that and you go in the locker room and Craig Hodges would put these, uh, I guess, stuff about Muslims in front of everybody's locker. And Mike warned him. Mike said, don't put this blank in my in front of my locker no more. But he would keep on. And everybody knew then Craig was out of there. The question is, did Craig know he was out of there? Craig, right. Craig probably knew, but didn't want to, you know, didn't want to acknowledge it. He figured that they won't do nothing to me because I'm a Muslim. No, Craig, that, that you know, no. I'm like, yeah, Craig was a Craig was an irritant. That's what he was. He was a he was an irritant and it got under the wrong people's skin. Mm-hmm. If he was on another team, he might have been able to get away with it. But if Mike tells you not to do something one time, that's your warning. Mm-hmm. And you keep on doing it. Mm-mm. They couldn't eat a sandwich in the locker room. Craig was, don't be eating swine. You know, nobody wants to hear that stuff. He was, he was an irritant. I mean, here in Chicago, I feel sorry for him. Because here in Chicago, he's not getting the, he doesn't think he's getting the respect he deserves. I could probably get a table at a restaurant quicker than he can. Quick question. So when you were playing Craig Hodges, um, other than your brother who was who was there, like were there any other NBA players who were present at that moment? Terry Cummins' brother was there, Lee. Um Arnie Duncan, the old school superintendent. That that uh, Arnie Duncan is one of the best hoopers you ever want to meet in your life. Arnie Duncan was there. Um, Wes Matthews. Old Wes Matthews. The old one. Um, that was about it. We used to have this basketball club on Sunday mornings. You had to get an invite to go. And Stepman used to come up there. Oprah's husband, a boyfriend, whatever he is. He used to come up there. Side piece. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, he would come up there, but Craig, you know, you picking your guys, Craig would never get picked to play in the first games. Never. To me, he was average. Sound like he's below average. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I was younger then. I'm 59 now. I was younger then. So, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy's going to kill me and embarrass. I was shocked. I beat him, to be honest with you. He plays literally no defense. None. That's why they, that's how he got the nickname Highway 14. You just drive right by him. And I'm not a type of person. (laughs) 
I'm not the type of person that likes to drive to the bucket. I can. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather shoot a jumper. But when I saw how easy it was, and my brother telling me, keep driving on him, he ain't, okay. So let me ask you this. You said that Hodges was average. Um, And just so I can conceptualize it in my head, on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being MJ, where does he rank? Where did he rank on that scale, in your opinion? Maybe three. Dang, not even five? No, put it like this. If Craig Craig could not play in the NBA today, Hmm. he couldn't go left. He could not play in the NBA today. If you look at that Bulls team, Maybe three or four on that team could play in the NBA today. Judd Bushler could not play in the NBA today. Kerr might be able to play. Maybe. Kerr was a shooter, though. Like, Kerr I feel was, like there'll be room Kerr, for him. Yeah, Kerr, you could, Kerr was little. You could take him down low and beat him up pretty good. He couldn't guard anybody. But let's see, MJ, Scotty, Horace, and Hart. Those are the only four I think are playing the NBA today. What about Rodman? Yes. I'm so yes. Yes. I would I would love to see Rodman guard LeBron, to be honest with you. I'm not a LeBron fan. I would love to see <laughs> Scotty guard LeBron. Do you I think, would do you think Kukok can uh, also probably play in the league? Kugel should probably do like Nikolai Meritek, play a couple of years and go back overseas. It's, you know, <laughs> his skill set was set for when he played. His skill set is not built for today's game. That's interesting. Uncle Johnny, can you just tell listeners some of the key points why you think the difference um, – those players will not be able to play in these games versus back then. For a simple fact, because I know back then, hand checking, um, and now here is, is a more offensive a game currently, which makes it even more weird because you literally have to move. And the current day's game, you have to be able to move and score as a point guard driven league now. So, but just let the listeners know why that point is so valid. Why you think these guys cannot play? What subtle differences? Hi. Speed, um, the height, height and speed has a good thing to do with it. Um, their skill set, um, you have to be more than one dimensional now to play. Back then, you had your center. You went, you the if, if your stuff went through the center, pick and pop, screen and roll. Can't do that now. You got people now six eight. 6-9, playing center. That, that, that wouldn't translate. I look at today's game, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's not that I dislike the guy. I would love to see LeBron play against those Pistons, and I'm not a – I hate the Pistons. Back in the 80s and 90s when they were clocking people, today's players are soft. I'm sorry, 
but I think they're soft. Draymond Green could probably play in the 80s. I, he'd be he get kicked out a lot, but I think he could probably play in the 80s. MB, maybe. Uh oh, you heard that, Evan? Maybe it's a maybe. But I'm gonna tell you something. Those centers back then, Ewing, Elijah Wan, David Robinson, they had eight and beat up. I'm that's just me. Evan, I, you have 24 seconds to respond. Well, that's not true. I mean, they won't be able to move with them. I mean, Embiid can do what Hakimi does, but he's also strong as uh, Shaquille O'Neal. So I think Embiid would have adjusted. He's learned the game, and he has better touch. With the soft, um, I disagree. Evan, with the soft rules, back then, 80s, you could knock somebody out. They didn't have concussion protocol back then. Now you can't even touch nobody. I couldn't play today. I like hitting you. I could not play today. I quit playing when I was 40 when they were getting ready to change the rules. Because I'd have fouled out in four seconds. These youngins don't understand. They don't understand. They don't. But I would love to see Barkley and Draymond Green grow at it. Barkley would win that matchup. Of course. I mean, Draymond- uh, No, I mean, no question. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. This is a bit we've had in our, in our group. Could KD score 50 points? Not average 50 points, but score 50 points one time if, if Jordan guarded him? No. 40. I give him 30, 35, maybe. You got to understand, defense then isn't like the defense now. It, I, my thing is that I see the guys on the court and the problem, I got two problems with this era of basketball. I'm losing. I'm not switching jerseys with you. I ain't shaking your hand. I'm pissed because you beat me. These guys are chatting with each other on the court. They, uh, Evan, you know, Steve. I helped somebody up one time. We walking over to the bench. Steve hits me in my chest and said, don't do that no more. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? This era of basketball is extremely soft to me. It's very soft. You got friends, friends. You got people joining super teams. I want to beat you. I, I, I guess one of my arguments with LeBron is he can't win by himself. Jordan took a band of idiots and he won six championships these guys. He had one all-star on that team. That was Pip. But Pip was sick half the time. Now you got guys, hey, come play with me so we can win. No. That's not how the no, that's not how the game is supposed to be played. 
I was going to ask, do you think because of how AAU now is, a lot of these players already know each other and they played against each other or played with each other. Do you think because of that, that's why it seems like the league is all friendly now? Yeah, that has a real – and some of them got the same agent. Um, Don't go so hard at your he, – um, he has the same agent. Don't go hard on him. No. People don't realize – when in 92, 93, Barkley, Ewing, and Mullen were free agents. Jordan could have picked the phone up and said, hey, come play with me. He didn't do it. Can you imagine Jordan, Barkley, and Ewing on the same team? It, it would have been something else. He would have never retired. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he would have never retired. That'd been twelve rings. Yeah, but see, that's how. And the commissioner could stop this. He he could say, you know what? No, this is not going to happen. They they say LeBron's LeBron is not. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna take some heat for this, but I've told my buddies this. All time NBA. I don't even think LeBron is top five. Oh, I got. I. I just. I. That's yeah, no, I disagree I'm, with I'm, you. I understand you and why, but I disagree with you. Magic Johnson. Uh huh. Kobe. Uh huh. Michael. Mm hmm. Kareem. Oscar. Most of our listeners may not. Well, I'm sure they know Oscar Robinson is, but haven't seen him play. So I think, I think, I think that would be hard to sell for some people. Oscar Robinson, only because he's unseen for most of us. Okay, what about Bill Russell? The man got ten rings, but he's never mentioned. But you got to look at this. You got to look at this. They did this with role players. They wasn't asking nobody to join their team. Now, here's the question. In today's NBA, if Jordan were to be here while people are forming super teams, do you think Jordan would join mm-hmm. him just because he had to compete? He wouldn't join nobody. I don't think he'd join nobody. And um, let me ask you this. If you look at those championships LeBron won, Kyrie bailed him out in Cleveland with that shot. Am I correct? It was a tie game, so I wouldn't call it a bailout, but... it. Come on. If it wasn't for Kyrie, they wouldn't have got that far. Of course, of course. Okay. I would say Kyrie, I mean, and people try to argue different, but it was Kyrie's defensive play prior to that and then the shot. So I have to agree that that's not happening if Kyrie is not on the team. Like, I don't think LeBron wins that year. Okay, but I was upset that he got MVP. I thought Kyrie should have got it. You look at those two championships he won in Miami. First mm-hmm. of all, you lose to J.J. Barrera. Come on. And Dirk. I, I, I give Dirk all the props in the world, but I think those two championships he won, Wade, should have got both MVPs. Um, Bosch grabbed a rebound. Ray Allen hit the game winner. Remember that? LeBron ain't taking no game winning shots. 
He is not taking a game-winning shot. And last year when they won, I thought Anthony Davis should have got. They were not winning that series without Anthony Davis. Well, and 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 I, I definitely agree with you. Like, no AD, the Lakers don't win. But a lot of people make the arguments about, you know, shots that people made around MJ in the playoffs as well, right? So it's like you can argue that if MJ does not have Scotty, like his only superstar playing next to him, people question whether or not he would have ever won a ring in the NBA. The only thing I agree with me and Scotty agree on was that he should have won MVP when they played the Lakers. He shut Magic down. If you look at it, if you look at that whole series, Mike really couldn't guard nobody. They tried to put him on James Worthy. Worthy started eating him up. Uh, I thought, and Scotty still thinks to this day, that he should have got MVP. And I agreed with him. He should have. I'm going to say that LeBron, you can't mm-hmm. discredit that there's a he brought the team to he went to 11 straight finals right and mm-hmm. and also that we're in an era where look at the teams and people argue teams are building together the uh forming voltron literally voltron just to beat lebron right kd went to um golden state um brooklyn nets <laughs> they, they have an all-star <laughs> roster and so we could say that, you know, LeBron has competed against more, let's say, more all-stars teams in order for him to move forward, where during Jordan era, they were more spread out. So the teams had probably one or two all-stars, but they were spread out evenly, right? So I would, that's why I would give it more. It's teams are literally forming against LeBron. So that's why I would give him a little more edge and not discredit him that's just my opinion as much and i and i I agree but you notice now people aren't rushing to play with lebron no more yeah i guess they have the mentality they want to be him now well the thing is and the thing is and it's because they win lebron gets all the credit they lose it's never lebron's fault it's the team. It's something. It's Danny Green's fault. Yeah. And why would you want to play with a guy mid-season? He's trying to trade you. You know he is the GM, the coach. See, and that's what a lot of people had a problem with. But see, people say what they want about Michael. Michael never went up to Kraus as much as he didn't like him and said, "Get me this player. Get me this player. Get me." He never asked for anybody. He didn't ask for Harper. I'm going to say that they each have their own because people may fought Jordan and off court, he wasn't as sociable. Social, he didn't push the social standards or what's that word I'm trying to say? Um, Create a social environment. Right. Because I know he was all about basketball and more LeBron that. So I guess there's two sides of the coin. If we talk about all basketball, I agree. Michael Jordan is the greatest because he encompassed a lot of things these other greats haven't, you know, and haven't, you know, yeah, despite with the rings, but look what he had around him. And he literally carried the team. So I, I 
if even with Scotty Pippen, I would tell Scotty, yeah, for that series, but how to get to that series? It was Jordan that helped you get to that series, that, to the Lakers yeah. series. So that's why I wouldn't have given him, despite he held Magic Johnson at his prime down and to win the championship, but still, what happened to the rest of the series? So that would that'd be my opinion. So... Now, I mean, that, that's fair. What do y'all think about athletes not speaking out on social reform since you all brought that up? I mean, I think athletes play a role uh, mm-hmm. in speaking out. Like, you know, we have the MOB. We talked, we had an episode just um, this past week that dropped about the MOB um, pulling the All Star game from Atlanta after Georgia obviously voted that voter suppression. Um, obviously not called voter suppression act, but the act that kind of enacts voter suppression. So, I mean, I think sports, the athletes play a, a role. Um, and I would say that Jordan Barkley in that era, they were not, they're concerned about that paper. They were concerned about saying, saying what they need to say. I mean, Barkley himself said, I'm not a role model. So uh, I think there's a, a different era. Yeah. I would agree with you with that because I think the power back then where every, the owners, everyone had a power. Remember Sharif Abdul, I'm Sharif. Abdul Rahim. Rahim. They Not Sharif. You're talking about um, the guy from the Nuggets. Right. Wasn't Not that him? Dude, yeah. like, uh, Chris Jackson. Chris, yeah. yeah, Chris Jackson. Before he changed his name, they literally, they was annoyed what he was doing, and they got rid of him. He just, and he was still a great player, ascending player. They got rid of him. Now the players like LeBron have empowered themselves. You know, and and allow that opportunity to happen for them. So the repercussion is not as as dire, I believe, at that time. So I think the opportunity now is it's it's it allow them to do so much more. So for instance, the last election, mm-hmm. athletes helped gather the you know um, gather votes, having younger people vote. That influence they have. So I think now is the time. And we've seen what happened during the, the um, this past summer, how much power. Last year, this time, if another black kid had died, I don't think no sports are sh- shutting down. They're keeping going. So I think the influence is needed and it's a representation well, of how we need to move forward. So I, I think this era, as, as Evan said, back then, I don't think they had the opportunity now they have. Every, there's a time for everything and time and place for everything. I think this is the time where we need athletes to be more sociable. Um, before we go, I just want to jump in on this issue. I think what people have to understand um, when you talk about sports in general, different time eras, like I feel like it's building blocks into what it eventually becomes and so when you look at a mj i mean mj made it clear i'm here to play basketball i'm here to be the best but mj was also like the dude that globalized the sport for these current players to have that the the platform that they do and so when we start talking about social issues in a vacuum like i love the work that LeBron does off the court and some of these other players do off the court, but we can't lose sight of the fact that this platform would not be what it is if you did not have an iconic MJ who wanted to play ball that put the NBA on this status where athletes do have a voice. I agree. 100%. So MJ 
still contributed to us being able to hear these guys, you know, be very passionate about these outside issues. I just, you know, I just don't want us to lose sight of that. Like, this is not in a vacuum. It's not like LeBron woke up and it's like, I have this great big platform because of me. Someone created that for you. And so you take it to the next level and I'm sure the newer generation, well, I hope the newer generation, they'll elevate it even more and take it to the next level. And, and I, say, I think that I, the social, the social justice things, I think LeBron gets more credit than he deserves. Thank I you. Think, I think he's the face of it. I really think CP3 is really the snake is really the, the snake. And he absolutely is. And even Kyrie. I'm like, people don't agree. even talk about what these guys are, are, are doing socially off the court. And like, you know, obviously one of the things that is hurting America is like these race relations and um, law enforcement interaction with um, Black men and women. But it's like when you start talking about other issues which should be at the forefront, like gender inequality um, and inequality in pay, you have players like Kyrie that's like, nah, like I'm gonna do different. You know what I'm saying? And so it transcends just the race talk. It's like overall as a whole, what are players doing? And I agree with Evan 100%. LeBron will put a tweet or so and, and you know, he'll have some initiatives where you got players. Chris Paul goes hard for this stuff. And you'll never hear him on ESPN because he's not LeBron, right? So it's like, when you really start analyzing impact, LeBron is just the biggest voice just because he's more well-known, but he's, right, that's he's not the one who is the most impactful. Like when I hear people's like LeBron is the goat off the court, um, there's a couple of people doing big, crazy things. Like Kyrie is always doing something. But they're trying to say Kyrie has a mental illness. Stephen A. Smith keeps bringing that up. There's nothing wrong with Kyrie. Kyrie is probably one of the smartest people you ever want to talk to, first of all. He takes time off. He just had a he just had a baby. But every time he takes a game off, oh, he, he needs to retire. He something's wrong with him. Something's wrong with his head. There's nothing wrong with him. Yeah. He is going through what all black men in America are going through. We scared of getting killed. And yeah. that bothers him. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, and I'll just wrap it up right here. It's like, regardless of what you think about his mental state, which none of us are his psychiatrists or psychologists. So it's, it's, you know, I mean, he does crazy things. But regardless of whatever, it does not negate his impact. And it does not negate what he is doing. So when we start talking about socially, I just want our listeners to kind of expand their mind beyond just like a LeBron. Like it's, it's so far out there. Like their players doing really great things and, and we should start to look into that and maybe highlight that more. Um, so it's out there. Uh, well, I heard so- from an agent. His name is Kevin. He said, it's not necessarily LeBron. He said, it's his sponsors doing this. He's fulfilling whenever he gets up and starts speaking about, He's fulfilling sponsorship obligations right now. Because he said, no, he knows LeBron, LeBron. He knows him. 
He said the LeBron I know would never do would never do this. Okay. Well, that's that's yet to be seen. I don't know what those contracts say or what those agreements say, but I think this is a great place to end the show. We would like to thank our Uncle Johnny yes. for coming through, dropping the facts, dropping the tea, making us laugh. We can't wait to have you again. I can't wait to be back on. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>